0: look, if you do this math, right? uh, You you said 3 to 6,000 per vendor, right? And obviously we can take 35 vendors or sorry, 35,000 vendors times 3k a pop. I mean, I don't think you're doing 105 million in revenue. No. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to GitLatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at GitLatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Emil Brill. He's the founder and CEO of Vendor PM. His mission is to modernize the way property managers work with service Vendors. All right, Emil, you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, happy to. I'll give the quick origin story here. Uh, started my first business when I was 14 years old. It was the shitty family situation. I had to make some money to help out my mom and sister at the time. So I started going door to door in my neighborhood, selling window cleaning services of all things. Because at 14 years old, where else are you going to get a job and make money? Uh, ended up actually being quite decent at it. Brought you know my friends along. They brought theirs, and before we knew, it, you know, we had this team of. 50, 60, really, really hardworking, dedicated, uh, like-minded individuals at a young age. And we were all selling door-to-door. And we started you know, building this relatively large business. We were doing about 10,000 homes a summer at the time.
0: I Amiel, mean, where were you?
1: Oh, oh, this is Toronto.
0: Okay, great. This is Toronto.
1: Yeah. And so we built this business throughout high school, very early days of university, uh, eventually sold that business. And then I started heading up sales for a high-rise window. Well, hold on, hold
0: on. So when did you sell that business? How old were you?
1: That would have been around 21,
0: I believe. And what did you guys sell it for?
1: Uh, in a relatively small amount, but also just undisclosed. And we'll keep that private for now.
0: Why did you guys decide to sell it at that? Why was that the right point
1: in time to sell it? You know, we were doing the same thing for for seven years um, and felt that we had learned everything that we, you know, we wanted to at the time. The initial motivation behind it was certainly monetary simply for the fact that I wanted to help my family out. And once that, you know, was addressed, and especially at that stage in my life, high school, university, your needs are not, you know, what they are when you're you know, later in your life. Uh, I felt that I met my monetary goals. And I also felt that I'd learned and, and expanded that business to a stage that I was comfortable with, and I was ready to take on the next challenge.
0: And what was, but just before we move on to the next challenge, the scale of that business when you sold it was about how much in revenue that year?
1: Yeah. So I mean, again, this is a seasonal business, A, because most of your staff are are in school, high school or uni. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, are we talking
0: like 100 grand in sales or like 2 million? In no, no. Roughly
1: a million a year was where, we, where okay. we were sitting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. And there was four of you, you said?
1: Oh, no, no. This was, I mean, this was myself that, that had started that business, but there was you know a relatively large team. It was a, a labor intensive business, not just on the actual completion labor side of the of work, but also um, from a sales side as well. Okay. Now
0: take us into after 21. What happened next?
1: Sure. Sure. So I started heading up sales for a high rise window cleaning company. It's still, you know, within that world that I was familiar with. And I started getting an idea of, you know, really that sticker shock when you go from, we'll call it single family home to commercial. And by the way, just for definition purposes, when I say commercial, we're talking about office, condo, apartment, hospitality, hotels, anything that's not consumer single family homes and really, really got that sticker shock. Reason being is, you know, to clean the windows, let's say just the exterior windows of a single family home, one, $200 to clean the exterior windows of a, you know, an average condo or apartment building could be 10, $20,000 or these contracts is multi-year contract to be, you know, in, in the seven figures. Right. And so... I'd gotten really excited by just how much money property managers, because I'm selling to property managers, not homeowners anymore, are, are spending on something like window cleaning. And so I thought to myself, well, if they're spending this much money to make their windows shine and sparkle, how much are they spending on literally every other building service? Okay. And that number annually in North America is over $400 billion. So it's a very hard number to ignore. Now from there, I was evaluating the way that they're spending this money, the workflows I Emil.
0: Sorry, personal context. You're you're skipping college or you're in college doing this?
1: So I actually did graduate. Um, I never went to, to class. It was pretty much just you know, I went to, to McMaster's in Hamilton. And I would, you know, just drive over to, to Hamilton, cram the night before, and do my exams. But the focus throughout my university days was certainly on business.
0: And why? So two questions. Why do university and it, you're do university but also why go join a high rise cleaning company as head of sales if you just sort of sold your company for it sounds like potentially a you know nice chunk of money for a 21 year old
1: yeah so twofold. okay so the first question um, was sorry could you repeat the first question again Nathan? why go to college oh yeah 100% so listen if i could go back and do it again i don't i don't know if i would uh, the truth is that you know both my parents are immigrants so There's something that's super important to them I said to myself, look, if I can do both and it really doesn't come at a material cost to growing a business, then I'd rather make them happy. And especially my dad being ill, this was something really important to him. You know, I, it came at little cost, and it was something that I justified as being worthwhile. Um, and listen, again, this is, you know, we're talking about soft skills here, right? It's not something that you necessarily need to learn through a textbook. When you're studying hard skills, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to, to complete your education. So very different conversation and a whole other rabbit hole. Um, but to your second question, around, you know, why join this company? Because the the scale, the requirements, the knowledge, it's a completely different world. You're talking about, you know, in a single family home space, two-story, three-story homes, and now you're talking about 60, 70-story buildings. Um, So there's simply a learning curve. And I I wanted to de-risk by by learning from, you know, someone who's been there, done that and and, and built a successful business in the space. Mm -hmm. So fast forward here, what year did you launch Vendor PM? Launch Vendor PM in 2020. And I'll give you just a quick 30 seconds of what I learned and what led to that being in that high-rise window cleaning world. So A, the massive spend, uh, you know, the GMV in this market for over $400 billion annually. The workflows today are completely manual and offline. They're heavily reliant on email, Excel, word of mouth. And remember, I sat on the supply side of this dynamic, and I saw this transpire thousands of times. Every single time, this would come at the expense of property management. Right. And I just want to clarify, we're not talking about the manager of an individual condo unit or a single family home. This is institutional property management. They're managing entire assets, buildings, right?
0: Yeah. 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 The the water flows, hot, cold going the right way. The fire pumps working, the HVAC working correctly, a paint jobs, that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly. And that's what led to starting Vendor PM in 2020.
0: I see. Okay. Got it. So you're out of college at this point?
1: Out of college at this point. Yeah. Just graduated.
0: How's dad doing?
1: Uh, Not doing anymore.
0: Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. So, so did, did, well, I guess, I mean, since since you sort of shared that as part of your story, did, did, I guess his passing have any impact on you saying, you know what, I'm going to go try and hit a home run for myself here.
1: Um, quite candidly, I don't feel, you know, that it had much of an impact. I know that his wish wasn't for, you know, for, for business or wealth or any of that sort. He just wants me to live a happy and balanced life. Listen, that said, every time you, you know, be, be quite candid and honest with you, Every time you hit a major milestone, you go, "Oh shit! It would be great if if he was here to see this to celebrate this, right?" But uh, but no, it, it had nothing to do with it directly. I would say. Mm-hmm. And what about your mom? Uh, I mean, listen, she's uh, she's an amazing woman. Um, you know, she lives quite a simple life, and I, all I have to say is she's you know she's seen this. Um, you know, let's say one degree out, I've seen us grow vendor PM over the past years, and, and you could tell that there's genuine pride there, which is obviously a great feeling.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So let's, let's sort of not bury the headline. FenGate's a sure. customer, uh, Vision Young's a, you know, uh, Bental Green Oak coming I mean, off your website, right? Community Living yep, yep. Toronto's a customer. What are these companies or these sort of, uh, owners of properties paying you on average per month to use your vendor management software?
1: Right. So, uh, at a high level, I'll just talk about what ACV is on both sides of the marketplace. Cause this is a software enabled marketplace Yep. ACV on the property management side, some of the names that you mentioned, uh, is rel- relatively nominal, right? It could be anywhere between six dollars to $10,000 a year. Okay. Where we do monetize is predominantly on the supply side, and that's on the vendors. And so ACV on the vendor side, could be anywhere between, let's say, $3,000 and $6,000 a year, but that's at volume.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, let's talk about that. So how many vendors right, have made at least a dollar, got at least a dollar of work on your platform over the past year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have those exact stats, but I could tell you that in the past two years, just a couple quick, I guess, headline points on both sides of that that marketplace is that we've gone from virtually zero on both to 5,000 buildings on the property management side, on the demand side, and 35,000 vendors on the supply side. Now, that is all in Canada. We're launching now in the U.S. Um, and so we do have a big backlog of both supply and demand that's being implemented, being onboarded. but i um yeah, I won't speak to those numbers yet, a, because they're so fluid, and b, I don't have them off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, we won't talk about the u s. But but, look, there's a lot of marketplaces that build a lot of demand, but they can't get people to actually use the marketplace to transact. So how do you manage an active building? Are all five thousand active?
1: Uh, yeah, the vast majority are. and and and, you know, it's it's a very good point, especially our market is our, our yeah, our market is rather, Uh, we'll call it behind as far as technology and adoption goes. So there's this massive change management piece that you need to deal with.
0: What credit card should I use? You guys have heard this. If you're scaling with 10, 20 employees, you know that your lead developer needed your credit card data to sign up for Jira or Trello. Your head of marketing needed the credit card to sign up for Facebook ads. Or your head of HR needed a credit card or your credit card data to sign up for that Delta trip you need to take to that next conference. Nobody understands or understood how to track this up officially and effectively until Ramp came along. Create virtual or physical cards for everybody on your team as you grow and build your SaaS company. Quickly log into Ramp and see where there are discounts you might be able to get that you didn't know about. For example, maybe you save 100 bucks a month on Trello or 20 bucks a month on your email marketing provider. Ramp has all these listed in their platform and you can assign a credit card, both virtual or and physical, to every employee and set limits. That way, you can quickly see if you're Dev tool spend is going up. Are you spending more on Trello? Or are Facebook ads increasing too fast? Or are you spending too much on travel? It's incredible the amount of insight you can see inside the RAMP dashboard. I got a look the other day and I was blown away. I said, I've got to partner with these guys. Check it out today at NathanLacca.com forward slash RAMP. That's NathanLacca.com forward slash RAMP. I'm not going to tell you about the special bonus you'll see. But once you go to the landing page, you'll see there's a big with two zeros bonus on this page, nathanlacka.com forward slash ramp. Check it out today because time is money and I want you to save both. So, but just to be clear, how do you define an active building? Is it a dollar spent in the past 30 days or what?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's predominantly based on what we call wallet share. So we have this tool, this feature in Vendor PM, where they're actually planning all of their services and all their contracts through Vendor PM. That becomes the benchmark, of what we call the scorecard for success. And you can take a fulfillment rate based on that.
0: I see, I see. Okay. And obviously, there's buildings and then property managers, but a property manager could have a lot of buildings. So, how many property managers are there that manage the 5,000 buildings?
1: Yeah, roughly 2,000. Uh, so, the 5, way that man. it works is, yeah. So, the way that it works is, yes, you do have, I mean, listen, you could have AAA office assets where you have a team of three or four, even five managing one building. And then you could have B and C class assets where, to your point, you have one property manager managing, let's say, two or three buildings uh, per person, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And then quickly, same set of questions on the other side of your marketplace. How do you define an active vendor?
1: Right. So an active vendor would be, are they responding to RFQs and RFPs that they're receiving from the property management side?
0: Uh, In the last 30 days?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, the way we measure marketplace success is what are the percentage of RFPs that are getting three bids back? See, because that means that you you have liquidity of supply, which is fundamental in a marketplace. It's not news to anybody. But that's also what the successful value exchange is for a property manager. You see, the way that I look at it, I love love comparing this to Uber. You you download Uber, you press a button, and that's your aha moment. Oh, this is so cool. A car is coming to me. That car doesn't get you to the right destination. You're not using Uber again. You don't have a successful value exchange. So that metric that I just defined, the percentage of RFPs that get three bids back, that defines both a successful value exchange for the PM and the liquidity of supply so that is our service level guarantee. That's well, what we're What is that number today?
0: What's, what's the percent?
1: So today in major metropolitan cities, it's over 90%. In some more, we'll call it secondary tertiary markets. It's about 75%. And I'll give you just some context here. Only six months ago, that number was at 1.5, 15%. Okay, so but a blend, a blend,
0: a weighted average across both is something like eighty
1: percent. Then up from fifteen. Correct. 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 Yes.
0: What did you do to how, what leverage you put to go from fifteen percent to fill rate right to eighty percent?
1: Listen, I, I mean it's a really corny line, um, and I can't remember who said. It. I think it was Jobs. But essentially, focus is not what you say yes to; it's what you say no to. And, I, and the reason I say that is because we've been, you know, we make a point as a company value of being so hyper focused and over focused on solving the direct problem in front of us that this simply wasn't a focus until we reached that part within the process. So. I mean, there's a. I wouldn't say there's any one silver bullet. It was simply shifting our focus because it was the right time and place to do so. And then a, a whole slew of, of, of lead bullets that led to improving this. And we're not done yet. There's still many more lead bullets that are going to get this up to 100% or very close to.
0: So in February, your last full sort of month right, of of operating, how many RFPs were submitted through the platform?
1: Oh, yeah, uh, probably between five and 600.
0: 600. Okay, interesting. And And then um, I guess, tell me how you built the team out. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned some team sort of categories earlier, but what's sure. the full size today?
1: Yeah. So full size of the team today is around 65. Um, we have some exciting news that I can't, I won't talk about now. Um, but how many, how many engineers uh, engineer, I, I actually need to go back and find the specifics. And I wouldn't want to speak to those specifics right now either. I
0: mean, is it heavy engineering or is this way more about, you know, signing up new vendors, new PMs?
1: Um, I don't want to say it's not heavy engineering. Um, listen, at the end of the day, you're selling a technology product and your engineers are you know, one of your greatest assets. So listen, we're not building antimatter here, um, but this is largely an execution play as most marketplaces are. So you're definitely over indexing on, um, on areas like customer success, as an example.
0: Mm-hmm. And how have you decided to fund the business state? Are you bootstrapped?
1: No, uh, venture. Okay.
0: So tell me about sort of why did you decide to raise? When was the last raise completed?
1: So the last raise um, that was announced was in June or July of last year. Um, that would have been our seed round. Uh, and look, the reason is ultimately... I'm sorry, that how it much was, was that for? So that would have been a $4 million round. Okay, got it. Uh, and then you know some venture debt on top of that as well.
0: Tell me more about that. A lot of people don't use venture debt that early. Why'd you decide to go that route?
1: An insurance policy. Don't need to draw on it, but I, I'd like to, to de-risk. Do you
0: have to pay unused fees? No. No one used fees on the debt. Okay. Interesting. Do you bank with the bank that also gave you that line? No. So there's no deposit relationship they're banking on? No. Interesting. Okay. Got it. So 4 million seed. um, uh, And then it sounds like you've got an announcement coming up. People can infer whatever they want about that, uh, but that's great. Um, Talk to me a little bit about look, if you do this math, right, uh, you, you said three to 6,000 per vendor, right? And obviously we can take 35 vendors or sorry, 35,000 vendors times 3k a pop. I mean, I don't think you're doing 105 million in revenue.
1: No, see there's a freemium model and I don't want to go into the details and specifics here, but, but I will say there's a, a freemium model. Um, and we have, yeah, we, I mean, our, our model, uh, has very strong triggers. Um, and retention that result in these conversions, and and you know, and the revenue growth have been able to achieve today. I don't want to speak to those numbers either, but
0: well, I mean, uh, by the way, Emil, that's your genius. That's why we do the show, right? So there's a correct. lot of marketplaces where you're everything you just said, but you know what? They're duds. They do nothing. They're worth right. nothing because no one uses them, right? So right. how are you activating these vendors, which you define as they're responding to an RFP in the last thirty days?
1: Correct. That's the trigger. As that's defining activation. That's also the trigger for upgrading in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, but the question is how, right? A lot of people can sign up 35,000 vendors that can scrape Craigslist and do that in two seconds. The, the genius in what you're doing is you're activating them, right? So why are they responding to your RFPs and not other people's RFPs?
1: Because the alternative for them is phone calls, emails, and word of mouth, the same manual processes and heavy cost of sales that they've been reliant on for the past three, four decades.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would you consider, again, it sounds like you don't want to show your own numbers, but for a general in a marketplace, what would you consider a good conversion rate? Right on this side of the marketplace.
1: Well, it really depends on the triggers. I mean, uh, and, and sorry, the channels, because there are multiple channels to which you know vendors are upgrading. Um, our strongest channel, you know, is is north of fifty percent. Um, but look, ultimately, it def- it, it, there's so many variables that were t- I, I c- you couldn't give a solid answer to that question. You could be talking about a, a B two C marketplace where you know the average, you know, we'll call a transaction is in the hundreds, and as a byproduct of that, you don't have as strong of a trigger, and and therefore the conversion is is, is lessened. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know competition and what what tech stack the market is using currently plays a big role. Leading or I guess tying into your previous question, there's just way too many variables, and they're unique to each business and channel.
0: Mm-hmm. You talked us about economics on both sides of the marketplace, but do you ever try and get to the point where you can actually quantify the money that vendor PM can generate from each RFP like submitted and done through the platform? And if so, like how do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's a really good question. It's I it can tell that you're you know very thoughtful because these are questions that VCs would get to very quickly as well. Um, yes, we, it is something that we think about, uh, something that we were tracking early days. We we're no longer tracking it because the business is growing at, a, at an incredibly rapid rate and the number's too fluid that it's not, What's it's incredibly not incredibly rapid rate.
0: Point. You're talking like hundred percent year over year or, or something different? Uh, more than that. Okay. Got it. Obviously now going from a dollar to $5 is 500% growth, right? So that doesn't, it's not a, not hugely valuable there in understanding your business.
1: Correct. I would say we're hitting, you know, where what tier one SaaS metrics and tier one growth, you know, growth targets would be for our stage.
0: Got it. Um, we don't know what stage you're at, so why don't you talk about what those tier one metrics are?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, listen. As far as stage goes, we did, you know, we did our seed. In January or sorry June or July of last year, so so you know the next stage would be your Series A. So when you yeah, but I think it's it's
0: it's kind of silly. I would think to define a company by by what they've raised. There's there's hundreds of companies that raise a lot of money and they do no revenue. Reflective raised 150 million bucks. They did 14 million in revenue and sold for 14 million bucks. It was a total dud. Yes. (laughs) Right. So like I don't think defining stage to what you've raised is a smart move. Um, I would say sure. most Series A company, I would say most Series A companies, obviously, uh, they've got to be growing at least 300% year over year, triple, 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 double, double, right? Sort of thing. Um, you know I would that. say that you're probably finding yourself in a weird spot though, because you have to convince markets that you're a software company when really you're a software plus marketplace. And so you have to make sure they see Correct. that as a strength, not a weakness, right? Um, and I would say most people in their Series A right now are seeing between like a 25 and 40x multiple if they can convince the market that they are truly a SaaS movement. Are you sort Correct. of in those ranges?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say uh, yes. Let's say yes.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Look, what I love, there's a lot of folks that only have marketplace. Writer's Access is a good example. And you are in a very unique position where you own the relationship with these folks. You can build unique software specifically for each of them that is pure SaaS for the PMs mm-hmm. and for the, for the contractors on the other side. Do you have any of those embedded SaaS tools yet or no?
1: Uh, yes. On the demand side, we want to build up more on the supply side.
0: It makes a ton of sense. Are you doing factoring or is there a lending business here where you're bringing forward RFP cash flows?
1: They're hundred percent will be.
0: Yeah, it makes a ton of sense there too. How much do you think you could deploy, letting people get the cash thirty days up front, you know, and then you know getting the invoice paid thirty days later? I mean, is it a, is it a billion, a hundred
1: million, what? Um, you know, we're taking a crawl, walk, run approach to it, so it's it's such a dynamic sliding scale. Obviously, that the goal is larger numbers, but I'm going to start small um, and do this do this the right way without without too much guesswork.
0: Yeah. I mean, painting that picture in a series A deck gets your valuation much higher. A lot of folks are treating this fintech revenue like SaaS revenue, which it's not equal, but it is what it is. So we'll Agreed. see what happens. Yeah. We're, we're rooting for you, man. A hell of a model here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book.
1: Favorite business book. I actually just finished reading Radical Candor. Um, love it. I would recommend it to anyone on our stage.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um, you know, not, No, not one in particular. I, I couldn't give that answer.
0: Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business?
1: I mean, look, I think, uh, especially when you think about the remote world, Slack has just been fundamental. It becomes your collaboration and your office when you are remote.
0: Mm -hmm. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. You sleep well. That means there's a big secondary component in this round. You're about to close, huh?
1: Yeah. I don't know about that. I think it's more so I, uh, I just go to bed as early as I can. (laughs) Fair
0: enough. All right. And what's your situation? Married, single kids. Uh, I have a girlfriend no kids right now.
1: All right. And how old are you? Uh, just turned 26 a week ago.
0: 26. Very cool. Last question. Something you wish you knew six years ago when you were 20.
1: How hard it would be to start a tech company?
0: <laughs> Guys, he cut his teeth at 14, sold his first business at 21 when his uh, business was doing called a million bucks a year in revenue with him and some buddies. Then went to college, got some cut his teeth in, in high-rise window cleaning, realized how big the GMV was in that space and said, you know what? I'm going to launch my own company here called Vendor PM in 2020. Raised a $4 million seed round uh, last year, scaling nicely now. He's got over a 5,000 properties on the platform across 2,000 property managers on one side, on the supply side, the window cleaners, the painters, the HVAC crew, all that jazz. He's got 35,000 vendors signed up, 600 RFPs completed on the platform in February with a big announcement coming up. We'll see what happens. Emil, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Awesome. Have a good one.